Welcome to Todd Dogs, the podcast for furries and car lovers alike. In this episode, we'll be discussing furries and their cars going together. So buckle up and get ready, get ready for an exciting episode. I'm Stream Arkadon. I'm Devin. And I'm Whiplash. Now, play the exhaust clips. Welcome to the show, everyone. So, as you notice, Fiction uh, Boy is not here today. He's currently with his mother, who's having a heart procedure done. Uh, so, hopefully, everything goes all right. But he's going to be there next week. So, guys, let me start off with this first question: How does the furry community interact with cars? Whiplash, you want to start off? Mm, how do they interact with cars? Now, we're we talking about how they try to bring furries and cars together as one to like express themselves through their cars, or how like the car community and the furry community just kind of collide with each other. Hmm. It could be an answer to both, really. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, how how the furries interact the cars? I think they use it a lot to uh, they use it to go to cons, to move around, to see friends. But they also like to express, like, put bits of their characters into the car as well, with a bunch of customization option. Yeah, yeah of course. Stickers. A lot of people have <laughs> a lot of bad dragon bad stickers. <laughs> Some people I know have done oh, yeah. full vinyls of their characters on their cars. I've seen people do whole wraps and get their art done with their characters. Some people, like me, are trying to get my car and my characters commissioned together because as much as I love my car, <laughs> need some work done. <laughs> But yes, it is true. Furries like to car furries like to express themselves through their cars, especially uh, me. My TRD camera I used to have it was like the perfect like resemblance colors wise for me. It was white and black exterior. Actually, the white paint was kind of like a gray depending what sunlight it was in. Interior was black and red, so that car was like me. And I actually had like my own stickers, the Whiplash, like the Wolf. On the side windows in the very back window, and you know, I want to. <laughs> you can always go for the furry trash sticker too. Yeah, true. That's very true. I'm thinking of starting a petition to, like, when I start eye racing again, I want to get a custom decal of whatever furry stuff you can put on the car. I'll obviously have my own twist on it, but there's <laughs> full furry sponsors everywhere. <laughs> I, I mean, was you gonna can say probably go to Amazon, Amazon, Etsy. They're already on there. Trust me. Yeah, well, you can <laughs> always go to website like Vistaprint or like sticker apps, and you can get like yeah, full size yeah. stickers made that you can put vinyls and stuff you can put on your car. I mean, the options are stickers. there now. That's the beauty of the internet is that you can get anything custom made if you want to, and it's not See, too expensive nowadays. It's not. That's why I want to do with my stickers I have for my Telegram. I just want to like print all of them out and just like start throwing them in my car just like there's a sticker everywhere in the back window <laughs> maybe the same good ones. job taking that out though if you sell the car see i would do that but what i do don't mean? need family oh, whatever. members like getting in my car and being like hey what's this sticker mean uh, um uh, uh um uh <laughs> i don't need that why does this pink and sh- why does this pink ship thing has like another set of balls on it uh, 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 uh <laughs> why don't you have not, fuzzy uh... dice you have fuzzy balls why yeah. is the startup screen on your infotainment screen? Why is the startup screen on your infotainment say ooh? 
Oh, no, why is the start of the screen on your infotainment immediately lead to E621? And why is there a favorites tab underneath? <laughs> it takes you directly to the board page. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. so, it takes you to the cars version. Alright, <laughs> all right, oh, so Whiplash, what cars. kind of cars do furries prefer to drive in your opinion? Uh, are we talking about... So, are we talking about, like, car enthusiast furries, or are we just talking about normal furries? Because normal furries like the Kia Soul for some some fucking reason. I have oh, no, no idea why. <laughs> Look, I know Trash. they had hamsters in the cars, but doesn't mean... At least one hamster Sona that unironically drives a Kia Soul. Doesn't mean we need to drive them, alright? There's better cars out there than the Kia Soul. Trust, more reliable. Yes, maybe more expensive, more reliable. Get a Prius. <laughs> no, get a Corolla. <laughs> get a Corolla. Yeah, they're tanks. Corolla. Or a Matrix. A Toyota Matrix is a great car to go to convention because it has a bunch of room in it. I had a Corolla hatchback, a 2019 Corolla hatchback, and the mileage, the gas mileage. Mm, I missed that because now I can't even make it over 20 with both of my cars. I have. <laughs> it was getting well, consistently at 45. Oh yeah, Corolla's yeah. not meant for gas mileage, but the Corolla was getting like a consistent 45 mpg. That's what you need in your life. You need something reliable and something that's fuel efficient. Corolla, nothing else. Do not go for anything that's... If you go for anything Hyundai or Kia related, nothing that has an engine or transmission in it. You go for the electric cars. Nothing. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I gotta say, the, the Hyundai electric cars, they're really good. I mean, uh, the, you know, the whole thing is simpler, mechanically speaking, because for some reason, Kia and Hyundai, they struggle to make something mechanically reliable. But their electric cars are great, and they have a lot of style. I mean, I gotta give them credit. But um, yeah, they another do good look vehicle good. to they get. They do perform and handle pretty good, but yeah. you know, a lot of people are gonna assume, oh, well, Tesla, because it's cheap. No. I'm sorry, but I'm not paying no. for what... I'm not paying for a very swift death. Thank you. I mean, my thing with Tesla is the quality control. Like, here's people who are going to say, there are people who will buy one and not care about the quality control. Good. Go at it. I don't care. Probably me. I, I just... Every Tesla, like, you have the Model 3, you have the Model S, you have the Model Y, Model X. Here's my thing is with those cars. Interior-wise, they almost all look the same. Exterior-wise, they look like Play-Dohs that have been, like, shaped to look like a different car, pretty much. It has the same kind of look the same, same as well. Somewhat. It's yeah. almost the same taillights, almost the same headlights. But just, like, a different shape. Like... <sighs> I can't. Like Elon asked this kid, "Hey, hey, little kid. I don't, I don't know what his kid's name is, and I dare not pronounce it in fear of summoning something in my room. But I bet he just laid out a sheet of paper and said, draw something. Drew a car. And that was his business plan. <laughs> well, they do get really X-A-E good efficiency on the road, on the wind tunnel. They do have a design that is kind of chic but subtle, so and it doesn't change a lot. They did have released some modifications and changes throughout the year, different like headlight patterns and the bumper. They changed the cover of it, uh, mostly on the S model. Yeah. I've, I've seen the most because my uncle he actually had the first Model S's, and I see now they're more recent Model S's. They don't look the same. They're kind of different. You'll still catch you, me you know. buying. You'll still catch me buying a Polestar over a over a Tesla. They look oh, yeah, no. Polestars I are. Admit. I've been in the Polestar uh, too, <clears throat> but that's because they're Whenever... Oh yeah, I was in the Polestar too. Uh, my friend went and rented one when I went to Megaplex last year. 
they're so much better looking than most of the electric cars that are existing on the road at the moment. I would actually put, so with me, I would actually put the Ionic 6 and 5 on like top tier, like good looking electric cars. And that would probably be like fourth or fifth one down. Like it just looks so good. Um, I want, when it comes to electric cars. Hmm? I want the Hyundai N74 that is about to release. It looks like a futuristic DeLorean. It's so cool. Isn't it, it gonna release? So I nice. thought that was like a, uh, that was a hydrogen fuel car, wasn't it? No, it's, no, I, well, I thought it was electric. It's hydrogen fuel. You have to look it up. But no, 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 I know what you mean. Like that was like, oh mm, my God. I love the designers, whoever they hired. Here's the thing is, I don't, would not buy a Hyundai or Kia, but whoever designer they hired to design their cars, they chose the best person in existence because like, I don't like their, like, I wouldn't own one, but every car they have designed recently, like even the SUVs is just like, I don't know how they made every car look good. <laughs> It's yeah. like ridiculous. I really like the pixel headlight design they used on the electric cars. They look really cool. That's why I want the Ionic 6. The Ionic 6 to me yeah. kind of looks like it has like the same pixel headlights on the front end. But on the back end, it, if you've looked at the back end of the Ionic 6, it has the whale tail design of the Porsche 911s from the 70s, 80s, I think early 90s. Like, it looks really good to me. I want one. I'm not going to lie. I will buy one. Because the good thing about those is those batteries are made by either LG or Samsung. Samsung. Which Samsung might be more... It'd probably be more Samsung since Samsung is also Korean. Yeah. I would say that. What about you? What do you think? Uh, what What do you think furries like to drive for a car? What do you think it's the most popular would, car would... furries? it's a it's a really tough choice because like the the car community side of the furry fandom you'll find just about anything and everything in between you'll find something that was just salvaged from like a, a scrap yard and then put on hot wheels and they put some k20 or k24 in it and it's like okay you do you and then some guys roll in with the, the exotics it's like okay whatever but most people outside of the car community yeah i would have to say the kia soul or uh probably some cheaper model like i don't know what it is but i find a lot of them in honda accords at least in my area hmm. it's really the civics i see a lot which is another like second option for like having a reliable car the honda civic is really good hey i own one it's like <laughs> So I work in a metric system, all right? I'm in Canada. So usually our cars, they last up to around 300,000 kilometers, which I think is about 150,000 miles. 80. And my car is right at that mark, mm -hmm. and it still works perfectly fine. Uh, of course, I live in Canada, so we have a lot of road salt. So our car is the body falls apart before the engine and the transmission. So... Like, yeah. Like, the, my Honda Civic has been really reliable. It's 2007, no, and it I... still looks like an actual up-to-date car because that double dash design is really cool. I really like that vehicle. Very reliable, fun to drive. Those seats are kind of like half-bucket seats. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's fuel good, good fuel economy on it. So your yeah, Civic is reliable Honda's because... Reliability. Your Civic is reliable because it's an R18 motor, it's just a single overcam, 1.8 liter engine that's not very stressed or anything like that. 
their 1.5 turbos, which now they attach them to CVTs. Honda really doesn't really make a good CVT. It's fine. People who have CVTs need to realize that you need to do an oil change on those every 30, 40,000 miles because they can't outlast a normal torque converter. And that's just something you have to do. Like, it's just it's a normal thing with CVTs. If you try to go beyond the maintenance with CVTs, you're going to destroy them. CVT transmissions are just, yeah. but still, the new Civics are kind of like they are sad. They're the Earthstream's 1.5 turbos don't really. They have their issues. They still have their issues since they've came out with them. Your Civic is fine though. Your Civic that year with the SI, that year with the R18 engines, mm, perfect. That was still reliable yeah. Honda. The new Hondas, I mean. I have... Oh, when I'm cruising on the highway, it's at 3,000 RPM. It's like, it's really high. I was surprised how high it is. My my sister, she drives the, the Jetta TSIs. And my God, she does twice as much kilometers on it as I do with the same amount of fuel. And her like RPM is like 1.5 on the highway for the same speed. I'm like, oh, oh what? <laughs> is it new? Yeah, it's recent. Those new engines, they're, a... they're, they're smaller. And they have a turbo on it. Yeah, they're great, honestly. I mean, it's but the same way in the uh, Volkswagen, so I'm just waiting for the day that it collapses on itself. Two, well, the three, problem Volkswagen with Volkswagen is every are... time I sit in these cars, it feels like I'm too big for the vehicle, and I'm 5'11". <laughs> I feel like the cluster is always too high. I do a lot of knee steering when I drive, and I can't do that. Volkswagen is the only car I can't do this because when I bring the steering in low enough, it actually covers the cluster, and I can't see. But all the other cars, all other brands, models, and everything, it's fine. Every time I hit a Volkswagen, I don't know what it is, the, the freaking cluster is always super high above, like, the pivot axle of, uh, pivot, pivoting axle of the steering wheel and it, it blocks my view so i can't really do it so I, I don't know what i don't know what geometry they use for the seating but it's weird i was gonna say if i still have my s2000 then i have to let you sit in it because you actually oh, can't please. do it you can't do any telescoping on the steering wheel it's it's stuck in place you move your seat <laughs> <laughs> you move the seat just yourself <laughs> or you don't see exactly yeah. but but yeah <laughs> All right, let's go into the We have to make it into a multi-part. We got to make this a multi-part episode. <laughs> yeah, we could go on for a little while. All right, uh, next question. Yeah. How do you think uh, furries use their cars to express their identity? Oh, there we go. Um, I'll say what I said momentarily ago. Uh, they usually try to get cars that match their personas colors, like I did with my TRD Camry. That was like the perfect example of my colors. But now I have a red G35 and a silver Corvette. Both have black interior, so they kind of match me somewhat. The white, I, I don't know what the white is, but they both match me in some way. I should get a white S2000 to fill up the gap. I might do that. But I, with me, it would be that more likely. Like, they try to match their persona colors with the cars, or maybe perhaps they'll throw some stickers at it to show that people hey i am a furry guess what you're behind a furry ooh, ooh. like we're using some stickers that say like furry trash like i had bad dragon stickers of course most furries have those or use their actual personas and get stickers of those made toss them on the back window back corner window doesn't matter i did that myself i 
need to do that again with both my car cars. But at the moment, oh. both my cars have a sticker. It's a local group to me called Feral Speed, and I have that on both my cars. And the license plate frame that says a wound again. So that's just my stuff momentarily. I'm going to have to drop by. An FWA, I'm probably gonna drop by your car, maybe drop like a few stickers of my store. <laughs> right next, right below the Bad Dragon one. <laughs> do it. Okay. Do it. I'll do that. Then they put like the number one dad sticker on it, just like slap it in there. <laughs> hey, I'll. Everyone considers me a dad, I'll do it. I'll chop, I'll put it in the middle of my dad. I'll put it in the middle of my back window. People can see Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. I'm wondering if the, I'm gonna start selling more stickers on my store. Like as as the convention is getting closer and closer, it's like, oh, I want stickers. Probably gonna sell some of exactly. them. Exactly. Anyways, yeah. What about yeah, you, yeah. Devin? What? How do you think first uh, customized the car? That is basically the long and the short of it. How Whiplash put it: a lot of furries either do like stickers, they can do wraps of their own characters on their cars. People get artwork done with it. They start hanging merch off of it. I know, like. I don't, I don't have any stickers, per se, on my car, not yet, and I have yet to find one to put on there, but, but <laughs> um, I do have some things that just represent, like, myself and how I tend to act. Like, uh, I used to work at a stuffed animal store, and on one of the last few days that I was working there, we had these little candy hearts for Valentine's, since it was right around the corner. And there was one. Yeah. It was completely black with a smiley face on it. And right above it, it said, bye, in nice red text. And that sits in the back of my car in the uh, in the rear window. So that way, anytime I pass somebody by, all you see is the nice little black card that says, bye. And <laughs> which, even, which is even better, because I'll blow by listening to, like, Custer by Slipknot. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I listen to Hentai by SR3L. What is the most unique way you saw somebody customize their car, like, in person? What was the most crazy thing you saw? Oh, I was a rapper there for Sona. That's the most I could say. Yeah. Like, the full car itself? Yeah. yeah. You can do that. You can get wraps made for your cars like that. Yeah. I want to do that, but I'm doing other things first that are, like, like <laughs> just modifications to the cars themselves. Yeah. Wraps yeah. are just, like, the very end point. Exactly. When you've got a nice finished project all around, you can finally make it look good. Mm-hmm. I might do I that. I know for me, probably the, the craziest thing I've seen to so far on any vehicle, it's tied between two things. Uh, and I saw them both in the same place. One dude, uh, he didn't do wraps. He was spray painting the cars all by hand. And these, like, spray paintings were incredible. There was so much detail to them that it looked like you could frame it. It was so good. And the other one, it's basic. But it, it looks basic, but it was the most expensive thing I've ever seen. Somebody came into this auto show with a Pagani Huayra BC, and the entire body was made with gold interlaced carbon fiber. How do you afford something Ooh. like that? And why would Man, you ever trust putting that in a public do. area? <laughs> yeah, Are we true. Talking about furries? <laughs> I don't think furries can do that. No, well, I mean, there are some rich furries. But... Well, yeah, they are. I mean, Actually, I have not. yet to. I'm gonna make that happen. So I have seen one furry on Twitter. I mean, I, I glance, it comes by every once in a while. But there is actually a furry who owns an LFA. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. If anyone knows what LFA is, yeah, it's still one of the top. 
yeah, still one of the top few best exhaust sounding cars ever made. Up with the Carrera GT. Public, public roads, anyway. Yeah, up with the Carrera GT. Both of those cars, F1 designed engines put into a normal street car. Porsche and surprisingly Toyota made probably the best V10s in existence. It's actually Yamaha that made it. Well, it's... Yes. It's still Japanese. Yamaha designed the engine and the exhaust to make it sound the way it does. And the transmission's made by Eisen. Like, of course. Yep. Like, everything made from... Every transmission ever put on a Toyota slash Lexus. Won't get you there quick, but it will be get you the past 300,000 miles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can't promise it you'll sure get will. there on time, but we can promise you'll get there every time. That's why I wish Honda would like outsource their transmissions because Honda makes like probably the best manual transmissions ever made for a Japanese car. I just love and Japanese then, cars in general. They're reliable, they're easy to work on. My number one would probably be like Toyota's, followed by Honda's, and then Nissan's. Nissan's are pretty, well, like, like in those top three cars, Nissan is the least reliable, but I I owned one. I owned a Civic, a Camry, a Corolla, an Altima, and I love working on all four of these cars. The car I hated well, the you're... most working on was Chrysler, and it was... What was that oh, other of course. piece of shit car I had to work on? Yeah. <laughs> Sam and I, honestly, they were pretty easy to work on. Um, what's the... the great... It was a car that I worked on, and it's like, it had no room at all. I'm like, how the fuck... Oh, the Volkswagen New Beetle. Changing oh, yeah. the light bulb. Those things are crammed. You had to take the whole front end apart. It was ridiculous. My father was like, how do I change the headlight bulb? I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. My hand doesn't fit in there, and I have tiny hands. It's when Germans finally get, like, the the limited budget. That's why it's so overcomplicated, because they cram all those nice features into such a tiny space, and it's like, hey, this saves money, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say this right now. The G35, the G35 and 350Z is the same way. Like, when it comes to, like, tight, they make the here's what I feel like they did with the, the 350Z and G35 uh, they designed the chassis it's like alright cool we have a great chassis now what kind of engine should we put into it and they use every single cubic inch slash inches of the engine bay they could make to toss the 3.5 in there and be like alright this is perfect to change a headlight bulb in that car you have to take off the entire front bumper to take off and take off the headlights to change them you can only buy either HIDs or LED bulbs if you have the coupe. Because that's what they came with from factory. So, it's a very hard job on the G35 and 350Zs. But still, I mean, I love the car. I, I gotta say, like, you mentioned something about HID and, like, uh, LED bulbs. I drive a Transit Connect for work, and it's a 2022. It's, it's brand new. The visibility during night on this vehicle is so bad. The comfort is great. I love this vehicle. Sound system is good. The visibility at night is horrendously bad and dangerous. So I'm not supposed to do this, but I actually like bought a set of like LED lamps to put in it. And it has that ballast so that the CAN bus system doesn't freak out because it sees a different bulb. My God, oh, yeah. day and night difference. So if you see that your car is struggling to get decent, like good lighting and like, like seeing things appropriately get led bulbs they're really they're amazing i'm that's, gonna i'm gonna buy a set for my honda civic because it's pretty bad if i'm gonna be doing 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to be driving 2,000 kilometers. I'm going to be driving for 19 hours from Montreal all the way to Georgia, Atlanta to go to FWA this year. I'm going to be driving. And oh, yeah, I don't no. want to hear a deer on my way here. <laughs> I want to see those no. from a distance. <laughs> oh, no, trust me, because agree, I'm in the otherwise... same boat. I'm in the same boat. Because yeah. the first time I tried night I driving want to go my like... car. <laughs> as as yeah, much as I love my car. BMW, I absolutely adore my BMW. The front headlights are so scarily dim. The the high beams look like low beams. They look like fog lights. It's really bad. So I'm looking at buying new headlights soon, and they're like $511 a headlight. They're really expensive. Uh, yep. That's what happens that when you have BMW. That's because it's a BMW, yeah. But I was going to say, I have LEDs in both my cars. I yeah, mean... I'm going to just swap on my Civic. I love LEDs, honestly. They're like the best thing in existence. But if you do have LEDs, try to have projector headlights too. Because if you have just normal open space headlights, I'm not sure what they're called. You spread that <laughs> around like... You, there's no direct like aim on it. It just goes... And blinds yeah. everyone. To be fair, I'm doing that at the yeah. moment myself. But I plan on buying new headlights again. So the the thing is, sometimes the filament, where the filament is inside the headlamp is measured really precisely. So if you get an LED bulb that don't match that per perfectly, uh, perfectly, you're going to get that flooding effect. You can actually adjust the headlights so they look down a bit more, which is probably what I'm going to do on my uh, work vehicle. It's like a screwdriver. You just park up in front of a garage and you can see them, like how to level it. It's not too difficult. You can always look it up on YouTube, but... Yeah, if you plan on getting LEDs, please don't get those blue ones because blue light kills your night vision. Yeah. It does. I will say this. I had, okay, on the okay on the Camry and Corolla I had, they were so simple to adjust the headlight settings on them. It was so simple. <laughs> on the G35 is the pain, biggest pain in the ass in existence. It's, you have to take the headlights out to do it. It's, it's oh, ridiculous, really? honestly. Yes. Oh, boy. The, yeah, it's a pain in the ass because you can't get to them once you put the headlights in because it has this like fiberglass composite front end thing. I can't remember what it's called, but it like you slide the headlight in and then anything behind the headlight is just like blocked off from adjusting. So you have to like tech them out, screw it, and then put it back in and be like, okay, that's good enough. It's ridiculous. Like I enjoy Nissan and the VQ is fine as long as you take care of it. And don't trombone ah. out of it because I hate those so much. I hate the trombones. <laughs> Everyone buys cheap exhaust for that car. That's why they sound like crap. But yes, yep. let's continue. <laughs> There's like three or four yeah. of those guys at my school. It's awful. <laughs> well, we're really close to the midway segment, so we're gonna go with the question of the week. So, is there any stories or experiences of furries and their cars that you know about that you would like to share? Anything, something interesting or funny that came up you think that would be interesting? Let us know in the comment down below. Also, I would like to mention a few things. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that notification bell. Uh, that way you'll be notified next time we post a video on YouTube. Uh, you can also follow us on our audio platforms and leave us as a, ra uh, a rating as well, as that will help out. That bleh, as, as, as that will help us out a lot. <laughs> Can't dog right now. Join. You can also join our Discord and Telegram chat. And links for all of these are in our link tree down below in the comment section. And 
and uh, if you don't subscribe and hit that notification bell and follow us and click on the link, Whiplash is going to tell you what's going to happen. If you don't do that, I'm going to come to your town. I'm going to get a job as a tow truck driver. I'm going to come repossess your car. Capiche. Oh, no. <laughs> your Kia Soul is mine. <laughs> Kia Soul is mine. Kia Soul. <laughs> your Kia Soul is mine. Careful, don't they will this. wreck it. Yeah, don't drive to Kia Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. One last thing I'd like Spartan. to say, uh, calling out to all of our Top Dogs fan. Uh, if you guys want some, you guys want some school stuff? Some cool stuff? Wow, I can't freaking talk some today, it's really some bad. school stuff. <laughs> we gotta be, <laughs> not, we gotta be chilling with these little kids. <laughs> oh god, Top Dogs backpack, oh my god. <laughs> oh, that would be Hell cool yeah. merch, dude. I would carry that stuff around. I mean, we should get stickers of our Top Dogs logo. I think that would be cool. Give them out at yes. FWA. I think that would be sweet. I'll think of something. That's a good idea. No, no, but, that's a good idea. Yeah, we should I'll, do it. I'll work on something. You know what? I have an idea. Uh, but I'll keep that for now. So, all right. So, calling all, all of our Top Dogs fan. you want some cool stuff? You can by subscribing to our server subscription on Discord. Become a podcast supporter today. Get exclusive raw and uncut footage of your favorite podcast episodes. Join supporting meetups and talk with other podcast supporters and the team. Plus, you also get a custom-made paw emoji and other goodies that come with our $2.99 a month subscription. But wait, there's more. Upgrade to the podcast supporter plus, and you can get episode voting, supporter feedback, and a live audience for only $5.99 a month. Plus, get sneak peeks of upcoming ideas, merchandising, and more. You don't have to join the subscription to be part of the uh, Top Dogs Discord, but it does help us out tremendously. So thank you again. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your money. Nah, that's up to you. That's up to you guys. <laughs> nah. Anything is appreciated. <laughs> but I will, yeah, still, I will still. I will still repossess your Kia Soul. Buy something good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the all the money, all the support you guys are providing us is help us get better tools for production, uh, pay for the cloud storage, maybe get a website, merchandise going. So like everything is is helping us. Anything you can do, and just you know, just retweeting, reposting the videos, sharing with your friends. Like this is more than what we can hope for. So thank you guys. So to keep on going, the questions. Uh, Whiplash. Are there any notable examples of furries and their cars in today's popular culture? Hmm. It's a good way to explain. Now, what do you mean by that? Like how if there are popular furries who have cars or if there are furries who have done like exponential stuff that even like the, the modern normal media knows about? Yeah, exactly. What's so popular culture is everyone... Not only the furries, but the whole world itself. Like, well, you know, any Bad like, Dragon. I'm gonna say Bad Dragon actually uh, sponsors the drift team. They sponsors, <laughs> yeah, they sponsored. Sponsor and they won this year. BMW. And they oh, won really? this year. Yes. Yeah, they no won, way. which is I did not incredible. Know that. that is so cool. It's a green and black BMW, and it looks tight. It's really good. Yeah, and they won, which is great. I don't know if it's, it's fun. I don't... I don't know if our editors can put a picture of that BMW with the Bad Dragon logo on it. If they can, good for it. They, if they cannot, well, oh, too bad. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely could, because it's not, not safe for work in any way, but I don't know about the sponsors. That <laughs> copyright claims incoming. I yeah. highly doubt they would. I mean, they Bad Dragon knows, no. like, 
80% of their people who buy their products are furries. Like, that's just... I mean, they go to furry cons to sell their stuff, which... I mean, come on. <laughs> You'll be seeing them at FWA. They go there every year. Oh, They've been there sure. every time. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. FWA... Okay. Look, FWA is going to be fun. Trust me. <laughs> so, we can proceed with the next question. Something... Uh, I think that would be a fun one. So, you know, we all have vehicles, but sometimes we dream about other vehicles that we would like to own. A lot of people, they will own, like, their everyday car, and they would like to own, like, their perfect weekend car. What about you? What would be, Whiplash, what would be your perfect weekend car, and what would be your perfect everyday car? Uh, so, everyday car... It would probably be a four-door... This is four-door... I honestly would love a wagon. Just a wagon car that practical, can be quick, can be comfortable... So, the only company that makes those is uh, Audi and Mercedes. <laughs> I don't know if Volvo makes wagons anymore. But something that is not slow, it's not too fast, it's comfortable, it's sort of reliable. <laughs> because, I mean, unless you go for Lexus, you go for Lexus, you'll have like the most reliable today and you can buy in general. But that's how what I would like for just a daily car. Something that's kind of fun, gives you some sort of excitement. Not boring. I can't deal with boring cars. I drove my friend's Ridgeline Saturday to go pick up my wheels in my house and take it to his house. And I was like bored out of my mind driving that thing the entire way. <laughs> and weekend car, it would just be like, it doesn't matter what it has. It can have no thrills, but it's fast as long as it turns tight, as long as it gives you fun as long as the radio works as long as the radio works and it's still fun to drive oh that's so important mm. yeah and it could be a convertible like my Corvette like my Corvette <laughs> I drive it on the weekends that's specifically when I drive it dude when you're pulling some sick drifts you gotta make sure that funk music is playing in the background nice and loud <laughs> oh trust me I play lots of rap and funk music <laughs> yeah I play what music that was never supposed to come out of Corvette speakers <laughs> Are they blown out or they're still good? Oh no, no, the speakers are good. It's just the people who usually buy Corvettes usually listen to uh, like um, Five God song. Death Punch. No, no, songs like uh, <laughs> God. How did I forget the song already? It's the song that everyone makes fun of when they think of Vietnam. Oh, <laughs> fortunate uh, son. Fortunate, fortunate son. son. Oh. Yeah, fortunate son. <laughs> you not know that song? Let's do I'm the Harlem Shake. <laughs> Not <laughs> you know you would know Fortune Son if we you would know Fortune Son as so, soon so as I don't know the, the first name. five notes yeah, played as soon as you, hear the you helicopter know it. blades yeah that's probably it so here's the thing yeah. I know a lot of music and I don't know music at the same time it's like like somebody will mention me like a song like you know this song I'm like I have no fucking idea what you're talking about and then he plays I'm like oh yeah I know what it is and I actually sing it so me it's like this most of the time like I listen to music a lot but I know what's the title of the song. Too fair, that's me sometimes too. <laughs> I'd be like, I know this song, but I have no idea the name of it. What about you, Devin? What's your perfect everyday car and your perfect weekend car? Perfect everyday car is probably something that's it's fun in its moments, but it's mostly just reliable. It's something that can keep me going from A to B, and it, it's not something that I'm gonna get made fun of every day for. Because I've definitely come across like situations like that where people have made fun of me for the vehicle that I drive. It's like, oh, you drive a BMW? It's unreliable. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sorry, but I and reference 
this everyday car would probably be the BMW that I'm still driving because it ranked it? extremely reliable for its year. It's an 07 and it's got 129,000 miles on it. And oh, not bad. It's due for a few things, but I can do that myself now and I'm gonna make sure it's done right. But everybody rags on me because like the oh bmw unreliable yada yada no it's not unreliable my car literally ranked one of the top five most reliable for that year and the n52 engine that's in it sure it might have oil leaking issues but that's because the engine is slanted to the side and that's just replace the head gasket and you're fine otherwise that engine will go until you kill it me valve just cover replace gasket. the head gasket. You just have to disconnect everything, take the head off, guys, take the valve cover. Like, <laughs> it looks complicated. It's a valve cover gasket, not the head gasket. <laughs> oh, valve, oh, valve cover, cover gasket. gasket. Sorry. Oh, head gasket easy. is okay, that's easy. head gasket is pretty much making the engine a long block nested or short block. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, your N52 is liable. It's when we get to the N54. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I know what you guys are talking about. Power. Engine models, I don't know. is great for power, but oh my god, that's where the unreliability comes in. So, it's a twin stream. turbo i6. So here's stream. Here's what the N54 has. It was their first. It was BMW's first step into turbocharged inline sixes, and it has water pump failures. It has oil pump failures. Um, the Ooh. valve, anything and anything that is a gasket on their car will fail besides a head gasket. Uh, I think, is that the same engine that whenever oil starts leaking out of the, like, oil filter thing, it leaks onto the accessory belt, and the accessory belt can get sucked up into the engine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and pretty much yeah it's the itself. same engine. Okay, and the turbos are guaranteed to fail at 100,000 miles because they're Mitsubishi motors, or Mitsubishi motor turbos, and we know what they make. Uh, those yeah. turbos will fail. Uh, there's just a lot of things in a car that will fail. Uh, now, if you replace all yeah. those things, the engine is good. <laughs> it's actually reliable, yeah. as long as you replace it. I... Because the water pump is, a f- is plastic, it's a plastic propeller, which is <laughs> stupid. Like, that should always be metal. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's there, a there BMW. Why would they cheap decisions, out? But I mean, it's, it's like BMW. Why do they cheap companies out have to cheap out? In some areas, I'm companies sorry, have to cheap but out. Because think no, about it, like the M division cars. That's in the N division cars. They don't cheap out there because they're the most ragged sports cars that you can get from BMW. But when you start getting into the series models, it's more oriented towards luxury rather than just dedicated sport and yeah. fast and, you know, yada yada. It's going to have some cheaped out features. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Is it why most people are like... Because I've been told, like, when you get a BMW, as soon as that five-year warranty, like, is done, you better return that car because it's going to start breaking apart. My thing that's was most BMWs and just... I would just lease one. Never buy no, a new I've one. I've been told that for like car. six or seven years. That's what everybody okay. was told, telling me. I don't know if it's my area, but... It's mainly the electronics. Like, German electronics yeah. are really never, like, the most... Because they keep, like, engineering stuff to be more luxury. Like, there's some things... Like, BMW has the gesture control on their radios, which is kind of a gimmick, honestly. That's, yeah, you turn up the volume using this... It's like the Wii remote for cars. It's it's kind of stupid, but I kind of like it. <laughs> I would say the only thing to buy new in BMW would be like the M series. By the way, 
Yeah. Uh, never buy a V8. Tight. Never, never buy a V8 BMW. They have never yeah. fixed them over the years. The exhaust valve guides are always guaranteed to burn up and start never completely like set like seating, and you're gonna lose pressure or oh God, what's it called? It's not pressure. It's something else. It's yes, that pretty much. And you're gonna have to get the head heads rebuilt pretty much, and it's expensive. Even with the old ones, they've never fixed them. But yeah, uh, no, I, I can definitely agree that BMW's V8s are pretty lacking, especially the newer ones, like the, oh, the yeah, V8s the and the beam. M5. It's like, <sighs> but don't don't get me wrong. I heavily appreciate the M5 CSL, fastest and most powerful BMW they've ever released so far. But still. Jesus, fix your motors. The only time that I will give them credit for a V8, and ironically, this is also my weekend car, would be in, like, the E90 and E92 M3. That V8 really came engines. from their racing GT3s. That, uh, that motor was from the Z4 GT3 model, and they basically just said, okay, we need to make a, a new M3 model. What can we do to make this thing, you know, halfway decent? And the M division said, you know what, fine. We'll step it up a notch. Took the same motor, slapped it in the M3, reduced the rev limit a little bit, and uh, reduced the power just a little bit so that way it was safe to drive on the streets. I will it's, say this though, before we... It's not 9,000, it's 8,600 RPM. <laughs> I will say this before oh we move God. on to the next question. Um, so, they did the same thing with the M5. They put a V10 into it, which revved to, I think, the same RPMs. So, the Talk only... I love those... I love those two engines. I really do. But the V8 has it too. It's just not as common as the V10. They right. both have rod-bearing issues. It is, like, how you would think on a normal car, like, um... Every... Okay... Let's say this, like on a transmission, you get the old changed out every 50,000 miles, right? Well, on BMWs, the, okay, on the M5, I can't remember what generate, like what the main code is for those BMWs, but M5, There's the rod bearings, the rod bearings are a normal wear item from factory because they didn't put the correct ones into them. So you have to change them out and expect because you have to now you don't have to take the engine out you can just take the oil pan off and the upper oil pan off get the rod bearings put some new ones in there that are better and then you're good to go but it's the fact that you still have to do it to make that engine reliable and if you have the smg transmission you might as well replace clutches every 20,000 miles and the vandals pump because they're gonna go out regardless it's the worst SMG transmission to ever exist. Now, how you're talking about how companies, like, cheapen out on some things. I feel like BMW did it to make their interiors better. So they yeah. cheaped out on some engine parts to make it better. Because if we go to Toyota, their interiors aren't exciting. But if you tear down their four cylinders or V6s, they're, like, overbuilt to take you past yeah. the <laughs> limit. Like, their V6s, which they're not... The only cars that have it now is the Camry, and they go into a 2.5 turbo. They're... I can't remember what it is, but where the crankshaft lives at, there are four main bolts that actually connect to the block, and then on the outside of the block, there are two bolts that hold, like, everything together. Like, it's so, like, overbuilt, you could push a lot of power through those V6s, but they don't, mm -hmm. because it's mm -hmm. just there for liability. 
but I, I think we're gonna. <laughs> so I, I want to answer. Yeah, I think I gotta have to stop you because I, I feel like you're taking off like a real rocket. <laughs> oh, we'll go it's super on about this though. for hours. Yeah, oh, I gotta will. say though, BMW—they're really pioneers on bringing new technology to the game in the car market. They've been always like pretty good for that. But uh, for me, for my perfect like everyday car, my husband and I have been looking around. We need to get a better vehicle because we have a dog. We have the project of having our child, which sadly still hasn't worked yet. Uh, our second embryo transfer failed. Uh, but we still need to get a vehicle. We were thinking about either either getting like. A Chevrolet Volt, which I know is discontinued, but we're only looking for something in the used market. And we like the electric part, and also we can do road trips with it. Uh, but the Prius, the Toyota uh, Prius Prime is something that really interests us, or any vehicle in the Prime family, because they're just reliable. Uh, but for my perfect weekend car, a supercharged Mini Cooper manual transmission. They feel like go-karts. They're so fun to drive. I've driven one and I loved it. Or a Miata. I would love to get a Miata. Manual. Yeah, this is fun. I've driven my uh, friend's 2017 in Miata. It's so much fun. The clutch feels like nothing. Like, if you wanted to drive, like, manual and get used to it, driving the new Miatas, oh my god, it's so simple. It is so easy. Mm -hmm. It is ridiculously easy. Now, minis. First or third gen minis. Never buy second gen. First, third gens. No second gens. <laughs> those engines are trash. Because I don't know what the year is that. What are uh, what are those years? So 2007 hardtop minis to like 2014, 15. I can't remember. And 2009 convertibles to those same years. Those engines were produced by. Peugeot or Renault, one of those two. It's one of the French car companies. They can never make anything reliable. But no, it's the fact that those engines are garbage. They have a uh, the main concern of those engines is something called a death rattle. Pretty much that means the guides on the timing chains complode, and you get that sound as the timing chains going around, spinning the camshafts and you know crankshaft. It is common. They use timing chains. Same thing with, uh, uh, see, the water pump failure. That's a common thing. Uh, something, I think the turbocharger fails too. I can't remember it. There's a lot of plastic, like, housings on these engines, and that's why they all fail easily. It's, it's ridiculous. So you're saying before, so anything before 2007 and after 2014? Pretty much. Or 2009. Just, okay. Good to know. Uh, I'll try just, to remember that. Yeah, just look for a third gen. Third gens have a BMW motor, which is much more reliable. And the previous generation, the first generation, it's funny to say this. Those engines are reliable because my friend has one. But it was an engine produced like the S, Cooper S models. The engines were collaborated by Chrysler and Land Rover. And somehow they can't make shit reliable, but they come together and make a reliable four-cylinder that's supercharged. That's surprising. It takes three yeah, active singular brain cell companies to make one reliable motor. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes iron block it's funny because... Heads. Yeah, well, sometimes they're more head at the table, and it feels like they're making a more stupid decision than if they were a single person sometimes. I've seen this. Yes. But to be fair, Chrysler, uh... Which a lot of people have Chrysler products, <laughs> so I won't go yeah. into that little. I won't go into that little I rant. Chryslers are Chryslers are just hell to work on. 
But GM makes oh the best push mods. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the next question. Uh, since we're talking about cars and reliability, uh, Whiplash, what do you, what tip do you have for furries who are currently in the market for a car? Either they recommend used, brand uh, or brand new, a brand or anything. Toyota. What's your take? Toyota and Toyota. Lexus. I agree. Toyota. I agree. Toyota, Lexus, if you have more money. But any car, any car they make, like, it doesn't matter what you can go for. It's just... Whenever Toyota makes a car, they put all their engineering into, like, the drivetrain itself. Like, everything from front to rear, if it's real drive. They put all their money into it. They, it's just... It's something you can trust. It's something you can trust. Do normal maintenance on it. That's the main concern, too, is do normal maintenance on your cars. If you don't, you run the risk of your engine, like, running low on oil because you're not doing it. Or especially if it's a new car, you run the risk of the oil, like, just, like, thickening up and it's less lubrication throughout the engine. And you run the risk of it just exploding because it's not getting enough lubrication. Now, older cars... If they're eating oil, need to get low too much. Main bearings, rod bearings, everything. Rod comes straight out the knock or comes straight out the block. And then you have to pay more money just for a new yeah. engine instead of just the old chain, which is like 80 to to $100. Normal maintenance. That's the main thing. If you, you don't want to spend money, just do an oil change. Do the basic maintenance. Keep that engine alive. Keep it rolling. Otherwise, $5,000. Easy. That's easy for a normal, like, engine out, engine in job. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you a good example on, like, what I mean, what, what you mean by that. So, our family, we have a 04 Grand Cherokee Jeep Special Edition. And, uh, my dad tried towing it through the mountains. And now it sounds like a supercharger whine anywhere we're driving. And we figured out that it's, uh, because preventative maintenance was not upkept and because uh, it was more than the car's towing capacity. So those two factors combined killed the transmission pump and now it's like a what? I think around $6,000 repair because you have to get a transmission rebuild. You can't do the pump itself. You have to do the whole rebuild and that's wicked expensive. Are these people going to do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not at all. And it's their own fault. And the thing is, like, my... One second, one, sure. one more thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to say me. something too. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. My friend has horror stories about cars that come in. He works, he's the master mechanic of a shop he's at. He sees so much crap come through. And we drive beside these people every day. Just don't be one of those people, please. <laughs> But go ahead, stream. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't want to drive you. We don't want to drive past you and hear a snare drum in your engine bay. Please upkeep your car. That's not that. I just want to die if you brick or something explodes next to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go stream. But Let's guys, if you guys are confused about this whole maintenance thing and like, uh, how does it work? I don't understand. What do I need to do? Every car is supposed to come with a manual. And at the end of the section, there's supposed to be a section where it says maintenance. And it will tell you every like mileage uh, checkpoints, what you need to get verified and get done. If you're not sure you're buying, and I also recommend getting something used. I always bought my cars 10 years old. I've always done that. They end up being costing me anywhere from like $2,000 to $8,000. That's Canadian, so it's even less than American money. But I 
don't recommend buying you brand new because it will get dense. It will lose a lot of value as soon as you take it out of the uh, the, the the dealership. So get something used. Uh, um, that way you know you're not getting a lemon. Um, Get the main, also, when you're buying a car used, pay that $75 for an, expect, an inspection. Get that car inspected before you commit any sort of money because you don't know what you can stumble up, up onto. You don't know how legit the dealer is or the person that is selling to you. I've always went to... Um, um, the dealership that sells used cars that way they have a, some sort of warranty I did that with my Corolla when I bought it uh, 10 years ago and it ended up having faulty drum brakes so the guy actually replaced them for free yes he did use the cheapest parts possible but at least they were done I will say this so I've seen some like uh, there's like mechanical like nightmare compilations on YouTube you can watch there was one video I saw where this lady actually took a Jeep. It was up in, it was, it was in the northern states. She took a Jeep to get looked at before they bought it. Or was it she bought it and then they found out? Well, this dealership had pretty much put the car up in the air and spray painted the entire underbody that had rust on it. So it looked oh like nothing happened, but it was like almost totaled out because there was so much rust. That's for something of you in Northern States. That's for something of Northern States. You guys definitely need to do that because we know how road salt can do. That's the reason why I want to move to Colorado. There's no road salt. They use like some kind of like wood chips for the road, so it doesn't really affect your underbody. But other states, do that. Do that. It's important. You don't want to drive your car down the road and it's going to break in half on you because the frame is almost gone. Do it. Yeah. Be safe. Pay, pay that extra tend, money. Yeah, and furries, we tend to do a lot of road trips. We do. We go to these cons, these meetups. We go see friends because we know our most of our social interaction are done through our online. We go to this meetups and events. So it's good to get a good, reliable car. Please don't cheap out. Yes, that car is brand new. Yes, it's cheap, like the Kia Soul, for example, or Hyundai Accent or Elantra. But it's just. <sighs> No. It's going to be more pain in the end than if you save a little bit more and get something that is reliable. I mean, JDM cars are really good. The Mitsubishi cars are good. Um, no. We don't have it anymore. But the- <laughs> no, they're not. No, not Mitsubishi. Really? Okay. okay. So here's well, the thing. The ones is, that I know of, the Lancers are really good. Mitsubishi is like the Canada, Volkswagen of Japan. <laughs> really? So my thing is, okay. too, is Subaru's... Everyone, everyone up north was like, "Oh, I will drive Subaru." No, just, just no. Please, no. Just then no. You hurry it up. You put stickers on it, and it yeah. becomes a Subaru. And Nissan, unfortunately, Nissan with their Altimas and anything that has a CVT is like garbage. Engine-wise, they're all fine. CVTs, the biggest piece of crap ever in existence. Any CVT Nissan is garbage, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like but, the feeling of them. I mean, you know what's but, even worse? The worst car I've ever driven? Dodge Caliber. Oh, God. Oh, I don't even... I hate looking at those. <laughs> they look so disgusting. They, the, Dude, that's they what torture my eyes. The company oh, God, I my eyes. for, when I started, we were driving... Because I'm a security system technician. We, we had... Dodge Caravans and for the installation and we had Dodge Calibers for service. 
that's the vehicle they gave us at the beginning it's not like that anymore but man it was so bad one of my my colleague actually almost died asphyxiated in his car because the frame was so rusted and there was an exhaust leak and it was going inside the cabin he almost passed out he was like i'm not going ever in this car again f that (laughs) look your dodge calibers are just oh god they're just so They're nasty. Bad. I I just can't. But or the say, if you do, oh god, those two. If you do buy a new car, when it comes to old maintenance, they use synthetical. You can go between ten thousand miles on old changes. Just make sure you keep up with that. Older cars, my cars are 04 and 03 and I think the old intervals are five thousand. I normally do before that because I want to make sure. But still use synthetical. Synthetic oil is still the best thing to use. It's expensive, yes. But it is the best thing to use for any of your cars. Unless you need a thick oil to actually lubricate the insides. But those are like 90s and below cars that do those. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I run a 2007. Yeah. I run a 2007 car. In theory, I'm supposed to put mineral oil, but I've always ran synthetic. Yes, it's twice as expensive, but it lasts three times longer. And I have actually a sensor in my car, and I can tell. The sensor knows what it's doing because it tells me, like, okay, the oil is getting darker and darker, and I've noticed my synthetic oil, it lasts a lot longer. So it might be a bigger cash down on the moment, but if you're planning on doing a lot of road trips, for this summer give it you know put synthetic oil it, it's it's good you're not going to damage your car use a synthetic filter as well of course because and that, it's going to be useless but it lasts only like, new it cars. Lasts three times less long for twice the price and I always go for the the discounted oil too when i see like mobile on sale or Castrol edge like on sale i always get those i never buy like full price but it's worth it if you're if you're doing it yourself and yes but also if you do go get oil changes done at the shop never take it to quick five or any of these like no oh, you're in and out in 10 15 minutes no no sometimes they don't even put oil in your car and then guess what your engine goes kapooey and uh, there's still a fault yep. but now you gotta wait for an engine to come through just don't do it ever don't do that just go to like i wouldn't say dealership because they really overcharge you but take it to someone who's like actually a reputable place to take it all changes that like there are if plenty of places like that who's a friend and he's a mechanic take it there they'll do it for you for yep. free probably Oh, another quick tip for people. If you're going to a dealership or a garage and they're saying, oh, there's this part that broke on the car. We need to replace them. Ask them if you could see the part. Because there's some garage that will rip you off. They'll say, oh, we need to change this part. It's $500. Like my my mother recently, she she was told at the Volkswagen dealership that her front passenger coil was cracked and damaged. I'm like, I driven your car and it was not broken. It was perfectly fine. So... I, I don't know. I, I mean, it could be true, but I'm like, before you go ahead and tell them yes, ask them to show you the, the the crack. Require visual proof because some garage out there are not super honest. Be careful with that. No, You're allowed I to go inside the garage and go like see. That. Yeah, don't yeah, do dealerships. Don't do dealerships. Like, they really will just try I've to. I always like... went to the garage all the time. I always went I, to the my, garage seat. I, need, I want to see what's going on. And they're like, yeah, sure, fine. So my friend works in a... Uh, so what we have here... In the garage. So we last thing, a because we're getting more close to the end. <laughs> fine. 
Fine. Yeah. What, you want me to Go keep ahead. talking? No, no, yeah, yeah keep going. So, I just want to let you know that we're, we're approaching the end. I know we are. My friend works at Atari Kingdom. I'm not sure if anyone else has one of those, but he's the master mechanic there. He has his, I came at the AFC, he has his certified everything and pretty much everything. I usually will take it to him just so, one, he gets paid the money, extra money, because I don't really have time to do my own thing anymore, which I wish I did, but I will take anything and everything to him so he can make good money off it because he does and i trust him because like he's one of those people that wouldn't lie about what needs to be done he'll just look at the car and be like okay so that's good that's good if he sees something wrong he will point it out and just tell them but that's about it like honest mechanics are out there you just have to find them yeah mm -hmm. ask your friends around they who they recommend between, but they yeah. do exist we exist <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like to doing my own car repairs myself. I watch Chris Fix on YouTube. He great. He gives great pointers and tutorials, and the guy's really nice. He's good. Chris Fix on YouTube, really like him. He does that every year. He does like a April Fool's joke. He's like, oh, by the way, make sure you change your blinker fluid this year. <laughs> it's not even a thing. Oh god, that's the blinker fluid. The blinker fluid, yeah. You know how often I get ragged about that for being a BMW driver as well. Oh, why don't you top up your blinker fluid? <laughs> you don't know how bad I want to reach up the table and slap you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you wanted to say before I conclude this episode? Sell your Kia Soul and get something better. Treat yourself. <laughs> Corolla hybrid. Corolla hybrid. Bubble. Or how yeah, get a RAV4, get a, even get a, get the new Prius. RAV4 Prime. New Prius coming out. Yeah. The new Prius coming out looks I'm, good. I'm not going to get a brand new car. I'm going to follow my own advice. I'm going to buy something used. Ideally, yeah, I would like to. Yeah, just remember, yeah. new cars can only take synthetic because they are they run on very thin oil. My Corolla had 0W16. It's like, pretty much like water almost. Yeah, yeah. Too. my sister's car is 0W20. I'm like, God, <laughs> that is so runny. It's, it is runny. I'm running 5W20 at the moment in uh, my Beamer. Like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my SUV does right. have 10W30. Stick boy. All yes. right, guys. All right. Well, I think we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna conclude this episode for tonight. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we wish you all a fantastic day and take care of yourself. And uh, remember, if you need uh, if you need help with your vehicle, if you know a friend that can help you out. Go get some advice from them. I'm sure they can do something for you. If you're nearby. I'll fix it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, good night, everyone. Take care. Have a good one, guys. Night. -night. Take care. Mark. <laughs>